Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your other co-host, Adrian. Welcome to, I was going to say yet another week, but that just sounds like so dismal to say. So, welcome to another week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It yet just makes it sound like it's it's... We're just marching along in the inevitable progression of time and can do nothing to escape it. But that's not Mm -hmm. really what I mean. Right. Uh, But anyway. So I have a question for you. Yeah. You sent a Snapchat earlier today about being in a UPS store. Yeah. Why were you in the UPS store and why was it taking so long? This has not been my, my greatest week. Um. So far, who knows? Um, but so so last Friday, I ended up breaking some stuff that's mm-hmm. expensive in German. It's not a car. Okay. Um, and so I've been emailing some people. One of them is named Klaus uh, about this equipment, trying to get it repaired. Um, and so they want me to send it back to Germany so they can, uh, take it apart and hopefully just fix some fuse that's blown and then, so that was frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then I have not yet begun to get frustrated though. Actually, that was the most frustrating part. Just the, the whole, (laughs) the whole, like I was just dumb and plugged in the wrong power cable Mm -hmm. and just put way too much voltage into this thing. Yep. And it's like crucial. It's not crucial, but it's pretty central to my research. Um, costs a lot. Anyway, and so finally, my advisor was like, well, can you tell them we could open it up and try to fix it? I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I am gonna, I can ask them that. But there's no way they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I think it's the best idea for you guys to open it up. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, no, that was never gonna say that. It was never gonna happen. So, um, so now I'm trying to ship things to Germany, mm-hmm. and little did I know, it takes w- a whole just ton of work to send anything out of the country. You have to fill out a customs form. Okay, the main problem is I am trying to send this thing to Germany, uh, but the value of it is very high. Yeah. Um. So. There's a whole bunch of additional information that these people need. Um, and the people at the... Okay, so I went to the post office. Mm-hmm. And it was... I went to the the post office at Clarkson. Um, and they were unhelpful. I didn't know they closed at 3, so I showed up right at 3. Just coincidentally. And they're like, oh, nope, you need a customs form. And well, That explains why they weren't helpful, though. They were trying to leave for the day. <laughs> right, right. But they didn't have to slam the door in my face. Um, they have from experience. They know if they let anyone linger, they're just going to be there for an extra hour. They just got to close the door. <laughs> no. Uh, but so, and then anyway, I try to go and fill out the customs form, but it says, well, you can't send something with a value of more than $5,000. Um through the UP through the USPS and I said mm, I don't believe you so I went to the post office and asked them and they were they were pretty helpful but the website was right you can't ship things that are worth more than five thousand mm-hmm. dollars through the USPS um, uh, oh through the 
the mail. Right. Um, and so they're like, you have to go to the UPS store. So, okay, so, no, I start this adventure at 3 p.m. Yep. Um, I get to the UPS store. It's probably like 4 t- 4.20. Um, and I, I give them this package and I say, Hey, I'm trying to ship this to Germany. It costs a lot of money. And they're like, okay, we'll fill out these forms and do it. And then they needed like a billion numbers. And so I'm standing there, they're on hold with all kinds of like government agencies and trying to find out these numbers for me. I'm, we, it's, it's 540 and they're like, Hey, we found a bunch of information, but we still need your tax ID number slash employee ID number. We don't know what that is, mm-hmm. and we think it's something that you need to provide. I obviously have no idea what that is or means. Yep. Or... So I am planning to go to student administrative services tomorrow. Um, so you didn't even ship the thing today? No. No. I was at the UPS store for an hour and a half and did not ship anything. Wow. Uh, so not 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 my best trip to the UPS store. Have you had multiple trips to the UPS store? I have been to the UPS store in Mount Joy next to today's pizza mm-hmm. once. I don't remember why. <laughs> uh but I think Caleb Brown was there. What an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Um, so I guess that might be my best trip to the UPS store, uh, because it's one of two and I wasn't there for an hour and a half. Yep. And I, presumably I achieved what I was trying to achieve. Is it possible that you just went there with Caleb Brown and he was getting something or doing something? You just went there? That's unlikely, but I, I guess it's plausible. So yes, it. It has been a a week of of me being responsible for breaking things mm-hmm. um and then trying to fix those and then trying to change directions in my work to compensate for me breaking things so that doesn't sound fun it hasn't been outside of work my week has been nice, but um I actually went to ikea yeah. Um, Sunday. Did I tell you I couldn't go to Ikea because Canada has Labor Day? Yep. Yeah, so I actually went to Ikea. I, I, I found it to be overhyped. That seems I thought reasonable. It, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. It, it, were, in weird ways, it reminded me of the mall. Um, okay. from, from what I remember of going to the mall when I was like 10 years old, um, there's that play pit in the bottom, and there's a food mm-hmm. court there. Mm-hmm. IKEA has both of those things. Um, it's like generally fancier than Park City Mall, and there's less stores, but the the kind the vibe uh, is kind of the same. Okay, that's that's not very high praise. Like I said, I, I found IKEA to be overhyped. Okay, fair enough. I've never been, so I don't know. The food was better than There's it was at the food there? courts. Yeah. It's like a mall, but all of it's one store. Okay, interesting. The only I, food that I've heard I, is they're like the horse meatballs. I don't think that they were made out of horse, but I don't know that they're not made out of horse. I had meatballs. <laughs> nice. 
Um, I also I I can't say whether or not the the child play area was better or worse uh, because I didn't visit the IKEA one. But I okay. I do remember having lots of grand old times at the Park City play area. Yeah. So recreating I, like Super Mario sixty four levels. Yeah, I mean, there's mushrooms there. Like, yeah. it's asking for it. Yeah. Um, so, just the nostalgia is gonna make the Park City one hard to beat. But I, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Wow. I I'd, I'd give it an NA. An NA. Yeah. Not the available. IKEA one. Because I didn't I didn't go. So not applicable. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Hold on. Now I'm Googling, are Ikea meatballs made out of horses? Have you not heard about this? It's like a whole no. big thing. What? Are Ikea meatballs made out of horse horse meat? It's the first result that shows up. <laughs> of course it is. Everyone knows that Ikea meatballs are made out of horse meat. Horse meat found in Ikea meatballs, USA Today. From 2013. That's so long ago. I mean, I don't know. So how come we don't eat horses? Um, some cultures do. Do you mean why doesn't ours? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, is it because they're like, it's like they're friends? Like the same reason we don't eat dogs? Yeah, probably. Hmm. I don't know. If we were Dothraki, or Dothraki, if, the KH sound, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) we would eat lots of horses. Which doesn't really make sense because they also ride horses. Yeah, but horses are are pretty utilitarian. Fair. Slash their gods. So the Dothraki mm-hmm. are are a strange people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> what'd you do this week? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Um, I feel like I'm getting into the fall schedule, which is nice. Community group. I'm wearing a cardigan. Nice. The weather is cooler, although yesterday was humid. Yeah, it was. Um, our community group didn't meet this past week um, or this week because we went to, like, our church prayer meeting as, like, a whole group. So that was really good. Um, let's see. What else? Um, have been just making lots of food. Sunday was the first football Sunday. Oh, yeah. That so was good. I definitely watched all the football. Um I don't believe you. Did you watch any football? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, um, it was it was, you know, it was an okay Sunday for football, like the football wise. Just because like the football wasn't that great. Oh. Um, I I heard the 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 Packers Bears regressed football by seven hundred years um, in a single yeah. game. That was last Thursday. I'm not sure if it regressed football by 700 years. Spe- figuring how football's only been around for like 100 years. It regressed it by <laughs> 75 years. Um, I didn't think that was a terrible game. Um, oh, I heard it no, was. I mean, I don't know. Were any of the games as bad as the Super Bowl? Um, it depends on how you define bad. So yeah. if you if you think the Super Bowl was bad, then yeah, you probably would have hated the Bears. The Super Bowl um, was bad. Um, but then, so, um, Beck and I watched the Dolphins-Ravens game, which that game was oh, bad yeah, because that's the Ravens bad. destroyed the Dolphins. That's as, that's bad like the that Seattle-Broncos Super Bowl was bad. Yeah. 
We also caught the end of the Lions game, which was bad because the Lions were winning by like 16 points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I heard they, the entire they let game up and 18 then, unanswered points in the yeah, fourth quarter. And then tied. Like, yeah, clutch. It, it was <laughs> classic Lions. Um, I did. I read some things about football. I will say the one there, I watched one good game, and that was the first Monday night game Saints versus the whoever they were playing, Texans. Houston. It was back and forth. It looked like the Texans were going to dominate. Saints came back in the second quarter. Looked the 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 Texans go on like a game-winning drive. No, nope. yep. Drew Brees comes back, kicks Big a goal. Big old dart to Kenny Stills, the former Saints. These stories write themselves. Anyway, I have a question. Yeah. Um, it's about football, and I completely forget what it was. Was it about uh, the Lions, the Dolphins? That's, that's possible. Also possible. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, why in the world is 158.3 the perfect passer rating? I have no idea. It has something to do with math. I know it has something to do with math, but, like, just rescale that thing. Like, make it on a scale from zero to, like, 100. Just s- Celsius, the passer rating. What do you What do you want from me? This is, I, I don't know. Get get Gruden on the line and say, Gruden, you need to change the passer rating scale, and then you can call it the Gruden quarterback scale. Okay, well, he doesn't have the authority to do that. Listen, listen, listen. If you told him he could name it the Gruden quarterback scale, he would absolutely make it happen. Okay, well, I don't necessarily either have the ability or desire to ta- contact John Gruden, so no uh, thanks. That's too bad. That's too bad. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine a phone call with John Gruden. Like, no. how would it go? Would no. it just be like, "Man, that's the greatest <laughs> idea I've ever heard." Would he no. talk like that in real life, or is that just a is that just an on the television screen? I thing? I don't know. I hope it's just on the television, but hmm. I don't what, know. I what else did you do? That. What else did you do besides football? Um, basically made food for this week. Um, cool. did that on We did that on Sunday. <laughs> basically, basically that is what my days are now because it's like, because you have to, there's so much that goes into food prepping for, mm-hmm. for whole 30 stuff. So it's like, okay, well this is what we're doing. But yeah, just eating, hanging out. <laughs> wow. What an American weekend you had. Yeah, no, it was great. Just um, eating, hanging out, and football. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I did on <laughs> Saturday. I'm sure I did something, but in classic form, drawing a blank. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. I'll think about it in the middle of this, probably. Moving on. We had a fan question last, um, I think it was last Tuesday, because it was, it was right as we were Man, it threw me off so much that we recorded last week on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, because people were texting me out of the blue about the podcast, and I'm like, we recorded that hours and years ago. Right. Anyway, this is a question from Tyler from Cedarville, Ohio. Um, and he, he there's some longer things. He's asking us about joy and says, I have a bias towards joy, and I can't understand people's desire to be stressed and angry all the time. I saw that text just as angry all the time 
initially, and I was very confused slash concerned for Tyler <laughs> from Cleveland. No, not Cleveland, Cedarville. Uh, Thank but you then, for reminding me. I figured out what else I did on this weekend. You went to Cleveland. No, I didn't, but my friends from Cleveland were here, and I hung out <laughs> with them on Friday. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, continue. Um, so thanks for the question, Tyler from Cedarville. Uh, so why – what's so great about Joy and why I I would – he he implicates us in being biased towards Joy. Um, does, is bias towards Joy, does that make sense as a sentence? Um, and are would you agree that you are? Would I agree that I am? And um, why wouldn't you? That's okay. that's a very leading question. Ignore that one. Yeah. But you, by the way, thanks for bleeping things out for me last week. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Although you already ruined it again this week, so I don't know if you care about that. What did I say? <laughs> you said you went to a post office. Oh shoot! You can bleep that out too. <laughs> We'll see if it happens this week. Okay, I had more time okay. last week to get to it. Um, so the reason, so my my initial thought on his question, so his question yeah. is is interesting to me, and I, I I'm not going to claim that I know where he's coming from, but in the event that he thinks that I'm biased towards Joy, I'm going to probably disagree with him, because and maybe even venture to say that he's not necessarily biased towards joy either so so he's he's contrasting joy with stress and anger and so he's saying like why would people not want to be joyful when they can be when they and they choose it seems like he's saying they're choosing to be um stressed and angry i I don't think for me I, i don't i don't know if as humans our bent is towards joy I think for me, my bent is towards happiness rather than anger and stress or whatever. But I don't think that necessarily this is the same thing as joy. I think, like, I don't know if I can be biased towards joy. In the sense, in not in the sense that I don't want to experience joy. Like, yes, for sure. But I don't think, like, I don't think all of my actions are necessarily trying to like leading me towards joy rather they're leading me towards happiness i i disagree like i i i I don't think he means that he has a natural proclivity like a like an inherent like fundamental proclivity towards joy but that is what he values and orients his life about um but i think it's i i think it's unfair to say that other people have that same desire towards anger or stress like stress right i don't i don't i don't know like so i i was talking to my advisor today fortunately after i broke the things he was generous and accommodating um about uh what i want to do for the next semester looking at maybe teaching some mm-hmm. and just trying to to orient my life in a way that I want it to go um and so f- for me I look at people who are like teaching at research institutions where you have to do a bunch of research you have to do a bunch of teaching 
you have undergrad students and grad students that you're working with and that that seems like like needless stress i i don't want to say needless because like it's valuable but i at the same time i don't necessarily want to do that because it seems stressful and exhausting mm-hmm. um and so i'd rather like put myself in a position where i can just do research or just teach because the people that i know in those positions seem less stressed mm-hmm. and so i'm sure the people that teach and do research a lot are are doing those things um for the good of whoever but i th- i think a lot of it is is just loving the competition of it academia is a weird place um and so i yeah like i think those people kind of want the the stress because that is a a an indicator of value in some ways Okay. Whereas, like, I like, I don't know. To me, I'd rather be like, I'm okay if I if I publish less things, if I enjoy my life. Right, but I would. I think that you could argue though that some people like would say that those things they are pursuing joy. Like, I don't think anybody would say like their bias is towards stress and anger rather than happiness or joy. Well, perhaps it's a, uh, a, um, a, what's the word for a bias that you're not aware of? Don't know. Um, uh, implicit bias. That seems right. But so, okay. So then also, so then if we're talking about implicit biases, that's why I, it was like that's what I feel like talking about the distinction between joy and happiness. It is implicit bias. Is that my my implicit bias isn't actually joy. My implicit bias is happiness and like the avoiding of of all those things, right? Like I I don't I I don't know. I think that yes, I do try to like pursue joy. But How I do w- think, like, that it's not necessarily, like, I can find myself falling into patterns that aren't necessarily about joy, but rather just being happy or the lack thereof of stress, which I don't think is not, like, the absence of stress is joy. I don't think that that's true. How would you define joy and happiness specifically uh, as they are different from each other? Yeah, so I don't think that, like, I don't I think that joy is something that is like greater than us. So I think like really joy only comes from God. I I think and like we experience we experience aspects of that but that's because of like because of God like working through our lives or through other people or whatever. Like so you can experience joy in those situations, but that's not because of like anything that I can manufacture happiness I would say is like the feeling of like not necessarily contentness but like somewhat of contentness or just like 
and like joy is a lasting thing whereas like happiness isn't and so like i think joy persists like regardless can persist regardless of your situation whereas happiness isn't necessarily something that can persist through all situations sorry do you have a dog now i don't my neighbors do should i close the window oh no it's fine it's yapping i yes i could tell um Okay, so so like, why why wouldn't you orient yourself towards joy then? No, I do. I'm not. I'm not saying that we don't like. I don't like. That is my goal. But I'm saying like, if we're talking like, what I didn't like was that it seemed like the Im- there was talking about that implicit bias of like being stressed and angry, and then like of this other greater goal of of going for joy. I would say like. In theory, everybody's trying to strive for joy. Some people are just trying to do it through climbing the ladder or getting more money, which they think is going to bring them joy. But I don't think that that's actually the case. So if we're talking about like implicit biases, their implicit bias would be to working more, to being more stressed, where I think I'm going to find joy by being happier or finding happiness. But that's not necessarily either going to lead to joy. Um. Okay. So what about like, like yelling at people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. How, I don't know how you say that joy is like the the end result of that, or that's that's the underlying motivation for that. But but I don't think that the underlying like I I don't think that that like I don't think my underlying motivation for not yelling on Twitter is joy, right? Because it, to me my, that's like it just is it doesn't seem like it like helps me at all right but i would still say that's underlying is towards happiness or like the absence of confrontation or stress okay um i i don't i don't i don't know i, I so how how would you achieve joy then you have to look outside of yourself and your surroundings like joy again i don't i think joy comes from god it's a fruit of the spirit like it has to be from communing with god and being in his presence and understanding who he is and then that joy can then like be experienced throughout your circumstances not necessarily just like the emotion of stress or happiness or whatever it's 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 overarching i think so i think our bias should be towards joy i i, I agree but i'm it's, not sure if that was that was his question that's that seems like his question right 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 i just want to clarify well like i still think that people are trying to find joy but are just looking in the wrong places I don't I don't know. I I think it is I don't like it is nice to be angry sometimes and like being stressed is a something that people get satisfaction from. Okay. Okay, maybe. I like don't know. have you have you have you talked to people who like love to talk about how busy they are uh maybe i don't know 
Have you ever been angry? Have I been angry? Yes. Uh, probably. Yeah, so it's just like I don't, I don't know. It's it seems like you're discounting the 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 why people would gravitate towards those states. Probably because I don't understand it either. So <laughs> maybe that's why. I don't know. Why would people gravitate towards those states? Because it's fun. Okay. Or, or it's like it's you f- you feel like you're achieving and or it's it's fun to be angry. Okay. Yeah, so like I don't, I don't know. It's it seems I don't know. To me it seems like You think joy underlies all of these things, but then it's also it. It seems like nothing that you can do. It's like, what's the point of? Are are there things that you should engage with, other than, communing with God that would bring you joy? Yeah, I yeah for sure. But I think that those things are still from God, right? Like, you can do lots of things that bring you joy, right? Like, being in nature, being with people that you love, enjoying art, um, all types of things. Did I answer your question? I guess, yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of... Of where to go. I don't know. You're. What are you confused by? I don't know. For it, it feels like. Um, that like. Happiness is like. Some f- trap for you what do you mean it seems like you're saying that happiness is is some false thing that gets in the way of joy i I don't think it necessarily gets in the like i don't think it gets in the way of joy i think it can be a false representation of that i think that like so i think that i can have a bias towards like being happy so like non-confrontational trying not to be angry these type of things because i think that's going to help me but i but i think that it can sometimes be a problem because it doesn't actually let me able to express like what i'm actually thinking or like who I actually am, right? So I think in that sense, like it can be not necessarily helpful in the same way that like being angry, like if you're just being angry all the time or being stressed all the time doesn't also help you either. I'm not saying that happiness is necessarily a bad thing. I don't even think that like some levels of stress are being is a bad thing or even like expressing frustration is a bad thing. But like... 
I think that like those things can be things that we like use to like block us from experiencing that. So remember when we were talking about like sadness and how like I don't want to be sad. Like I think it's it's sim like that's kind of trying to uh, trying to be what I'm like parallel is like I don't necessarily like want to have that experience so I try to bend towards the other way. But like I think we need all of those things in order to like fully express like who we are. Probably saying lots of things and way off track. Um no, it's fine. It's I I don't know if they're coherent. I like I don't know what off track means in this sense, but um I don't know. I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but you seem to just like not comprehend it at all. So, which is kind of like our conversation about sadness. Not comprehend what? Just like the the draw of being stressed and angry. Right, because that doesn't draw me at all. Yeah, which I guess is is mainly the problem. So explain that then. Like, like, do you have any insight into that? Like, why would somebody be drawn to that? Well, I mean, if in many environments, we equate doing a lot of work with being successful. Mm -hmm. And doing a lot of work is usually linked to stress. Mm -hmm. Or like if you have like a high-flying career or something, you are expected to have a certain amount of stress. You're, you're expected to work a lot. Um, and so the like how much you work and how stressed you are then become status symbols. Mm -hmm. It's it's a way for you to show that you really are high achieving, that you really are, you know, like advancing in your career and things because you're working all these hours, because you have all this stress in your life. Mm -hmm. it's be It's because you're achieving. Um, and so like, yeah, people want to be seen as achieving. And so stress is how you are perceived as achieving. Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Being angry just feels nice sometimes. Okay. Like, things are wrong with the world and like things feel pointless sometimes so why not be angry about it right i mean that makes sense that that feels like a more true reaction in some ways than joy right i, I don't necessarily disagree with that that's the draw like th that anger is the the appropriate response to the world where where joy is a kind of facade that you put up or it's 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 like an ignorance to what's actually going on in the world mhm mm okay So what would you say to that? As I'm playing, I'm the devil's advocate. Which so I don't I mean, like that phrase a lot. 
That's okay. You don't have to use it. Um, okay. I am the counterpoint advocate. I, I can see. I can see why people would want to be. Like you're you're explaining why people would want to be stressed. That makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I can see. Like, it doesn't make sense to me personally, but I can see people doing that. Like, for me, like, I could care less about work. And like, that's how you. Them. That's how you prove you're better than people, though. Yeah, but like, I don't care about that. I, and you could tell if you would look at the amount of hours that I work compared to any of my coworkers, I would be at the bottom. Um, and, but I, but I still understand why people would, um, I, I understand why that is. And I also like, I think that makes sense too. Like why you're, what you're saying about anger as well. And so I guess that, and then, so then what you were saying about like joy, the response of joy to, as opposed to anger seems fake. That's I would say happiness there, but again, maybe those are different things. Um, so that like joy, it's, I don't think joy necessarily doesn't look at what a situation is. It's just how do we respond to that situation? Um, but I don't know. So, but Ex- I, exp- explain that more. So, like, I don't think joy necessarily, like, looks at a situation and then says, like, oh, no, like a like a situation that seems hopeless, right? And where somebody would want to be angry about it, like you were describing, right? I don't mm-hmm. think someone who is full of joy is going to say, oh, yeah, no, this is not what it is. Let's just gloss over that. I think they would also experience, like, the sadness and frustration of that. But the way that they respond is not, like, necessarily out of anger, but one that is like more joy filled. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to be an what expert does that in mean? joy. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to say would that you, I am an expert in joy. Would you consider joy to be an emotion? No. What would you, what would you, how would, how would you classify it? Joy is like a, just like a, it's like a state of being. It's like the framework in which you experience things, I guess. I don't know. Again, I could be very wrong. No, I, I, th- I think that's true. But I, th- I think that, that stress and anger can also be those frameworks yes but i also like from what you were describing too it seems like like that those are the things that we're pursuing in the hopes of finding something greater like and maybe i'm wrong but like i don't think people you what you were describing is people don't find their worth in their stress right they find their worth in other people's opinions um i don't i don't I don't know. It's like stress is the measurable for achievement or is a measurable for achievement. Mhm. Okay. And achievement isn't necessarily dependent upon other people's opinions. So it's just like if I have a lot of stress in my life then I know that I'm succeeding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 
or like like the I guess you could say like the what people are really looking for with anger is is truth. Um but I don't know. I I I feel like that to say that they're they're really manifestations of some other desire discounts the the appeal of those things. Okay. I don't personally under see have any desire for stress, but I can see why others might. Like I, I think I have the opposite problem. If, if truth be told, right? Like I think my, the so if you want to take it the opposite side of the coin, right? Of like laziness, that would be my problem. Mm -hmm. And so like. Obviously, it's not. It's just like I would say it's just as bad. But if we're talking about things that I'm biased towards, that's where I'm going to be biased towards. And like, mm -hmm. whereas some people who are more attracted to stress, I guess, would not understand like how laziness could be attractive, right? That that is the case for me. And right. So I guess I guess that's like right. And so what's like I could say that like oh, you're really looking to find rest in something. In right. your laziness, but there, I I know you love being lazy, and there I hate there, that though. No, no, Adrian, listen. No, it's not that I don't. Yeah, uh, like it can be something deeper, but it can all like it can be both. Like joy is not. It's not just about like the deeper. Oh, I I have joy. Like you can you can have joy as a as like your fundamental state and also experience pleasure enjoy it like from moment to moment like it's not just this like underlying thing there like because just because joy is a state doesn't also mean it's not an emotion Okay, what's the difference between happiness and joy? The emotional on uh, the emotional level. Um I I would say it's it's more I don't know, happiness is is like elation. It's like I feel good right now. Um and I I guess I would say joy as an emotion is more about i don't know as as opposed to elation it's more like contentment or like i i don't know it's they're they're hard to tease apart if not you know, completely related. Mm -hmm. um, just in a quick Google search, joy is defined by the word happiness. Right. But, um, like, I, I don't, I don't want to say, it seems to me like you were saying, like, look out for happiness because it's really a trap and, you'll never be really joyful if you're happy but like there's no reason 
not to be happy if you're like you shouldn't avoid happiness because it's not joy right and i'm not saying that i guess my my thought is is like okay if we do want to be biased towards joy whatever that actually means then we i think we first have to figure out okay what am i biased to now and whether that's laziness or stress or anger or happiness or joy or whatever i don't know i think i'm i'm not saying that you have to avoid those things cuz i think that you can still be joyful and still experience anger stress happiness laziness I don't know. I don't think that those things necessarily go away or that those things are like always bad. But I I do think like I don't know. I I don't want to be content for those things. I want to be like looking for that joy and not be just content to be happy. I guess it is more of my thought of on that like when looking at happiness, I guess. Yeah, like the like you shouldn't be happy all the time because like there are are times where happiness isn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, I I I think there we're we're talking about kind of two levels where it. Stoics talk about this. If you read a lot of Stoics, where the Stoicism isn't you have no emotional reaction to things, but it's that your your emotional reactions don't drive your being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like because it is appropriate to have emotional reactions to things and not be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. But I I I think fundamentally those emotional reactions don't change your your underlying way of way of connecting with the world cuz i i think like anger can be an underlying state that people kind of reside in mm-hmm. stress can be that state that people reside in um grief or and and joy and so I think that it's not to be it's not to be like you need to be happy all the time or you shouldn't be sad um but it's where what's what's our underlying kind of baseline mm-hmm. and I think for some people that baseline is anger and it is stress because it's it's comfortable and appealing in lots of ways but I, I think the 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 challenge is like when you I think what where Tyler's coming from is like when you experience joy, then the question becomes like why would you do anything else mm-hmm. um, and so how how do you how do you go from being in those those different states because I, I think those are what is more more widely seen 
how do you go from that to kind of residing in joy? Okay. Yeah, I think I think I pretty much agree with that. It's like Yeah, I agree. We need it's okay and good to experience all those emotions, but what is the underlying underlying thing that drives us? And I would say that should be joy. So how how does that happen? Um, I don't know. I think that it it takes understanding what is I think you have to understand what is your underlying thing right now and then I I still think that joy is something that comes from God and that under especially that underlying aspect of joy um and that I don't think we are bent towards that naturally um but it has to be something that that we do experience and say, okay, this is what I want more of, and then pursue that. Right, um, and I, I don't, I don't think. I think you're misinterpreting the question. I don't think he's saying that we are naturally bent to those things. But why, when joy is so good, why, why are other, why do other people not see that, or why do we not see that as experienced it as a culture? Yeah. I th- I think you have to experience it, right? And if you've never experienced it, why would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I be appealing I, to you? I think it does feel fake. Then it and so like you see that with like I don't want to bash like Christian Instagrams, but I, I like I do I do think those come across like super inauthentic lots mm-hmm. of times mm-hmm. because it's like. Nobody is like this though all the time. Right. Like, be a real person. Right. And so, yeah, I think that's 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 the reaction because it's it's hard to it's hard to embody joy without it feeling fake. I guess. But I guess like that's why I want. Or or it's like it's really easy to like be like, no, come on now. But I don't think that having an underlying sense of joy means that you're always joyous, if that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't like. And so I guess that's where I was like more of saying like happiness versus joy. Right. I don't think that like you have to have your to be joyous means that you have to always be like the perfect Instagram person. Like it means you can experience like you experience other things but it's just what is the the underlying motive what how do you react when you experience those emotions mhm and, and i i think it's about what you value um because yeah if you if you value achievement joy doesn't make a lot of sense mhm um and i or like yeah if you if you value like production or um like equality i th- i think in a narrow way of viewing things joy doesn't make sense if you're like everything needs to be equal or we need to to be as productive as we can uh though i i think that 
those things come from joy. But that's anyway. Um, it based based on what you value, different states make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe figure out what you what you value. Yeah. Well, we're kind of over time. Do ever with with um, we need to do the recommendations. But do we feel like yeah. we got anywhere? I don't know. We'll we'll see. Okay. Sometimes those when we feel like we got nowhere is when it's okay. But yep. I don't know. We'll find out. Let us let us know if you think we. I don't think we necessarily need to have gotten anywhere, but if it was useful at all, or if we're just completely wrong, tell us. Or or it doesn't have to be useful either. I think being useful is a is a negative bias that we have. Okay, fair. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, sure. I was a delinquent this this week and read no books. Wow. Um, I know. I know. There's yeah, grace. It's, Huh? There's grace and forgiveness. Well, okay, okay. I didn't finish any books. Mm-hmm. I did read some books. Anyway, um, but I did find a wonderful app recommended to me by uh, Anthony from Pittsburgh called Pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, oh my goodness. Remember how I said this was a, it was a tough week for me? Yeah. <sighs> I got the hard news earlier this week that Atlant- the Atlantic is no longer the paper of the people. Yeah. Pay that was wall. really heartbreaking. Yeah. They 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 made like Trump and put up the wall and I'm like Mexico cuz I'm paying for it. But like Mexico, I'm not actually paying for it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm using the app Pocket uh-huh. to circumnavigate all paywalls now. So now uh the the world is wide open to me. Do you, do you, do you remember that the Sherlock season two episode three. Maybe. Uh, I'm basically Moriarty right now. I I all the doors are open to me. <laughs> I know it's not good to be Moriarty, Somebody but that's how I feel. Somebody take a sniff of that. <laughs> it it is like, and honey, you should see me in a crown because I I am reading the New York Times. I'm reading the Atlantic. I'm reading the Washington Post. The New Yorker. Wow. My goodness. It. All, all, all barriers are breaking down, uh, and I can read everything. Wow! So, pocket, get it? It's it's tough to use at the beginning. I I super recommend the Chrome plugin, so that if you get the plugin for Chrome, I love Chrome plugins. By the way, yeah. It I hmm, I don't. So I have three Chrome plugins that are really useful. Oh my goodness, I have four. AdBlock. <laughs> I forgot about that one, guys. If the you're not using important. AdBlock. Hit it. Uh, get that. Get the the speed up plugin for Chrome. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that has changed my li- literally. These have changed my life. <laughs> AdBlock, the speed up your your embedded videos. Uh, Google Scholar has changed my life less, but that's a nice plugin too. If you ever are are looking for scholarly journals, and for Pocket. Just get that in, and then you can right-click on an article, save to Pocket. You go to either your Pocket app or the Pocket browser. You have to sign in. 
and you can read whatever articles you want. It will read them to you guys. If you are the type of person who's like, I really want to pay attention to the news, but I don't have time to read things, can it get read to me? Yes, it can. <laughs> Use Pocket, and it can happen. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Thanks to thanks to Anthony for for really opening my eyes to to these things. Wow, and Austin dives further down the rabbit hole, never to resurface. It's true. Um, so this week I, my recommendation is a band that I probably should have listened to a long time ago. And it turns out that I n- have no listened to some of their songs, but didn't necessarily know it. I listened to Fleet Foxes. Oh yeah. Um, have you listened to much of them? You should have listened to them yeah. like, like back seven in like years ago. <laughs> um, wow. 2013 was almost seven years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said that as a joke, but it's like. It's uncannily accurate. <laughs> um, so it's interesting to hear their progression. I'm still working through their discography, but like, so mm-hmm. their their two first album in 2008 was very much of an album that I should have listened to in 2013, probably. But then by the time they got to like, whatever their most recent album is, I'm like, this is like some weird like, like some Bonnie Vare shift happened in their lives. Nice. Um, and so that's it's, the it's weird. that's the right way to get Austin to listen to it. Yeah. So again, you're gonna listen to it and be like, "No, this guy uh, Adrian was lying. There's nothing like what, that." What? What's their What's their most favorite song from the 2013 indie pop revolution? Um, so what's interesting is that their first album came out um, in 2008, actually. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Let me get the actual dates up here. So yeah, their first album came out in 2008, but then they had another one come out in 2011, which is like would have been the big time. But um, I don't know what their most popular songs are because I'm using things that aren't Spotify. So I don't know how they rank it. Um, but you just listen to it. Um, if you're, if you, do you know um, the Pentatonics? Oh yeah, you know that song they have about like the winter hymn about. Um, oh yeah, about the blood and. Yeah, yeah that's theirs. Uh, that mm-hmm. came off their first album. Um, I'm pretty sure it's theirs. Um, but yeah, check them out, Fleet Foxes. Um, Should have listened to them a while ago, probably. But just Mouse Man was was number one on the charts in 2012. 2012 was a crazy time, guys. I, you know, I'm just not a big fan of Mouse Man anymore. Just yeah. But anyways, that's all I got for today. Anything else? Passengers, Mouse Man, if you were unclear. The audience. Uh, No, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we'll see you next week. 